Welcome back to I'm Open Podcast. We've got a very special guest today, comedian and juggalo princess Kristen Wallace, to talk about basketball man hubris, Nick Saban's potty mouth, and Shaggy. No, not the Shaggy who was banging on the bathroom floor. The Shaggy who was solving mysteries with his dog. All this and so much more coming up next on the I'm Open Podcast. I'm Open Family. We are so blessed to have in our studio today a great friend of mine, a very talented comedian, Capricorn son, disgraced former rapper, condiment expert, and karaoke legend, Kristen Wallace. Kristen, <laughs> oh, what a pleasure to have you here with us today. Hello. Thank you. Did I miss any of your notches in, in your belt? No. Um... I'm like, uh, the pleasure is all mine type person. Oh, <laughs> that is so nice. <laughs> the you know, pleasure I, is all mine. You know, I'm, an, I'm a the pleasure is all mine person as well. Not in a <laughs> selfish way, but just in a, you know, I that's why I think we get along as well. You know, <laughs> that's I think why we get along so well. So I'm ready to just jump into it. Let's um, go. Let's, let's fucking go. Let's get after it. We are starting off with a gentleman by the name of LeBron James. Ah. He lives in L.A. You also live in L.A. I'm not sure if True. you bumped into him. Have you bumped into him at all lately? No. I'm like, I'd bump into his mid-thigh if I bumped into anything. <laughs> Fair enough. He has started an awesome new family tradition, which is Taco Tuesday. So every Tuesday, if you follow LeBron uh, on social media, and if you don't do it right now, he's a great follow, he gets super, super fucking excited on Taco Tuesday and he, like, shouts and cheers about it every single time. I've been seeing the hashtag, but I did not delve into it. Yeah, so but every every. I was tu- wondering if it was, like, a new thing. Like, Yeah, so every Tuesday, he has Taco Tuesday with his family, and he films around, and I will share an audio clip of this for our, our members of the I'm Open family as well on our social media, I'm Open underscore pod on Instagram. And... He, every week, films himself and he's like, it's Taco Tuesday! And then he does, like, <laughs> something that I'm, I just want to just, just to put everybody out there. This is what LeBron does. When I do it, it's going to sound racist. But I just want you to know, this is not me. But then he usually goes like, did one of those type <laughs> things. <laughs> So I, that, I just want everybody to know, I am not, that was not David, that was LeBron, you know, that was LeBron, that Le, was LeBron. That was LeBron. That so, was just like him. <laughs> so he's really into Taco Tuesday, uh, especially over the last year or so, and he actually got so deep into it that he tried to trademark the, the words Taco no, Tuesday. no, no, no. And you're right. No, 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 no. Like you said, Christian, (laughs) that is exactly what the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office said as well. They said, no, no, no. You can't patent such a common phrase. Before we get too deep into did you ever see the Lego uh, movie? I did not see the Lego movie. Oh, shit. You got to see it. So <laughs> in the Le- in the Lego movie, like the bad guy who's like the king dictator type guy, he's like saying like how he's going to kill everybody on Taco Tuesday. Um, so it's like a big thing in the Lego movie. And then also like it's not – LeBron can't really act like he invented the words Taco Tuesday. Yeah. That's why I was so confused when I saw what's coming back up because I was just like this is new. This is a new thing. 
Yeah, so like, so how, I, and I know LeBron, obviously, he's a confident guy, he's a great guy, he's, he's the king, King James, but how much like audacity and self-worth, sense of self-worth does it take for you to think like you invented a phrase that literally already has been yeah. existed? He's, he, I feel like <laughs> is greater than that phrase. So for him to, to stoop so low, also like Taco Tuesday was definitely invented by new couples. By new couples? Yeah. What makes like you say boy, that? Boy, boyfriends trying. Yeah, boyfriends trying everywhere. Yeah. I have patented that yeah. already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right because it's easier when you're in a couple especially or just it's easier for everybody, even families, not just couples, to have a certain dinner routine like Pizza Friday, yeah. Taco Tuesday, Soup Wednesday. Yeah. Soon enough, it becomes easy. Soup Wednesdays. <laughs> Soup Wednesdays are lit. Did you have any uh, food traditions growing up, like certain days that you guys would eat certain foods? Yeah, Chipotle Fridays. Chipotle Friday. Yeah. And yeah. that was – so that was like a special occasion for you guys? Yeah. Mom's like bringing home Chipotle, um, you know. I quickly became a bowl girl. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my hack with that is you have to get the um, the vinaigrette that Chipotle provides with the salads. Yeah, people love the Chipotle vinaigrette. Yeah. What's what's so unique about it? Is it not because people really fuck with the uh, Chipotle vinaigrette heavy? Like, what's? Yeah, it's just like a very just like special like herbed tangy yeah um, flavoring device. Okay, I'll have to go yeah. for it. And you know, my parents had Friday bowlies, bowlies as well. That was our tradition: pizza, pizza bowlies. bowlies. Shout out! Uh, <laughs> and I do. I feel like I feel like it's boyfriends trying or parents not trying. I feel like those are the main. <laughs> I feel like that's how food traditions normally come about. Broken homes and wavering relationships. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think that is true. Also, like, just tacos are already really popular. Yeah. Like, it's easy. it's easy. I love LeBron. I really, so I'm not trying to start any sort. I don't want him to think that what, what we have isn't real and genuine between us. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, he's been on the show. Uh, he's coming soon. He's just so busy, you know. He's just so busy. But we have a big problem with, with this new legal battle. Yeah, with his lawyers and stuff. But yeah. like, do you think LeBron's Instagram has in any way like moved the needle on American or global taco consumption? Do you think he's encouraging people to eat more tacos? Um, no. I think that maybe it became so popular for him because people that were already following him were like. I do Taco Tuesday too. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, what is LeBron? And then I think that that's what brought them out. And, you know, in his, you know, basketball man hubris, he's just like, ah, I reinvented Taco Tuesday. I invented Taco Tuesday. I guess I'm the reason everybody loves tacos. Yeah. I do have to hand it to LeBron, though. He is a good dad, and it's fun to, uh, Start Does he have one kid? He has three kids, actually. Two three sons kids. and a daughter. Yeah. LeBron oh. LeBron Jr. They call him Bronny. Um, like the – isn't there a bleach called Bronny or like a – or like a, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a cl uh, clothes uh, – like a laundry detergent called Bronny. 
Uh, not spelled in the same way. Spelled with like a W, not like a B. I'm thinking of Downey. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm like, well, like... there's a laundry detergent named Brownie. Clean your clothes. Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then he has a middle son, and he has a he's a, he's a young daughter. Um, so he is a good. I mean, he is a good dad. Yeah. Like obviously, well, how about trademark that. Yeah. <laughs> Good fatherhood. <laughs> Good fatherhood by LeBron James. Maybe you can trademark that shit. So every exactly. every everybody else who wants to be a good dad out there can um can ask LeBron's permission and pay him a little cut off that. Yeah. Um, that or child support. Yeah, one of those two. Um the other I just it's funny because um it's it's become a huge thing and I I just the the rikikiki sound is to me <laughs> it is pushing it slightly to me like it's something that I I felt like I had to do to show our fans here on the podcast but I feel even slightly uncomfortable making that sound and then you know it does feel a little bit like appropriation um, it completely is I don't think LeBron is trying I'm sh- I know LeBron's not trying to offend anyone obviously um but you know <laughs> I I it's 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 a little it's it's a strong move I'll just say that yeah I'm just like I feel like we're entering a time period where you know everybody on the other side is just like oh everybody's so like sensitive now but like I don't necessarily get offended by things sometimes. Mm. I'm just able to recognize how stupid and <laughs> ignorant it is. And I don't think that that's the same feeling <laughs> as offense, you know, like, yeah. and I, I feel like those feelings are always like grouped into just like offense, but just like, I'm just like, okay, like this person is not uh, as conscious as I thought they were. Yeah. And it know? doesn't mean like you personally I, take I hate it the personally. W word. Woke. Woke. Oh, at first yeah. I was like, uh, women? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate women. <laughs> you hate the word. Why do you hate the word woke? This is oh, a good one. Like the the said like the w and the o and the yeah and the, uh, yeah, <laughs> and just the overusage of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like I never want people to be like I'm woke, you know. And that sentence is awful. Well, usually when you say that, you're not. When people are like, I'm mature, and that spells immature, you know? Or, I'm charismatic, or whatever it might be. It's like, (laughs) I'm humble. (laughs) Whichever one Uh, you are, you probably don't have to tell us. I am humble, though. You are, though. (laughs) (laughs) I I do think, and and this is a, and maybe it's just people who I have happened to, to come across, but I feel like the people who call themselves woke the most are... The people who will call you out the most, yeah, yet are like, and I do have one gay friend and one Mexican friend, exactly. But actually, it's just a Mexican gay friend. But and it counts as one of each. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday, two for Tuesday. <laughs> From King James to the Triple Crown, we are now going to be talking about horse racing. 
Have you ridden horses before? Were you one of those stable, you know, girls who you'd spend the weekends at the stable? Um, no. <laughs> no. I feel like I've been on a pony at a birthday party. Yeah. Um, I definitely did some horseback riding at my uh, private middle school, like oh, on a bonding okay. trip or something, you know, horses on the trail, Oregon Trail type thing. Oh, that sounds um, Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm not um, a big horse guy. Uh... Because it really hurts your butt to ride a horse. Or my butt. It really does. Like, after not that long, I really I'm like, is that it. all? It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> last year, news and history was made because a horse called Justify won the Triple Crown, which consists of the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness... Uh, and the Belmont, three huge horse races, the biggest time of the year for horse racing, I guess. That's when Secretariat and all these other horses became famous. This guy, Justify, won a Triple Crown last year. Good for him. But why are we digging up old stories from last year? It's because it has just kind of been revealed that Justify, the horse, was on steroids at what? the time. Did you... Did you know, first of all, there were horse steroids? You know, maybe there's been horse steroids this whole time. Oh, shit. You just blew yeah, my mind. Like Seabiscuit days. Yeah, Ski, 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 ski Biscuit. Seabiscuit probably was on was juicing. You have to assume. <laughs> Seabiscuit was the most juiced up <laughs> horse of all time. Now, um, I have wild. heard of horse tranquilizers, I believe, yeah. but those are different. <laughs> uh, now, this is te- technically called scopolamine, mm. uh, and do you think, I mean, at this point, like, humans take steroids, humans do different things to, like, enhance their bodies, I mean, sometimes for sports, sometimes, like, lip job, boob job, mm-hmm. chin job, whatever, like, should horses be allowed to just take steroids, uh, <laughs> Is this a problem? Are you offended by this? Or Well, it's just wild because <laughs> it's at the expense of, of, well, it's at the expense of the horse, but for human benefits. That is you know? true. The horse isn't like, let's go, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I imagine, um, I don't know if you saw uh, Sorry to Bother You. I haven't seen it yet. I really want um, to. No, but you know tell what? me. I, there's a a horse spoiler at the oh, end of the shit. movie. Yeah. Okay. And I can't. Ah, uh, shit. If you plan on seeing it, it's a, a twist that I cannot tell you about. Okay. I definitely really want to see it. What it makes yeah. me think of when you were talking about like, oh, did the horse make a choice or something? It sounds like something BoJack Horseman would do. like in a desperate in a desperate midlife crisis or something start taking steroids i'm gonna take steroids now yeah you're right though because it's not the horse's choice it's the human's choice to give the horse what's the next step now now that you know justify has been outed as a, a juicer yeah, I guess they they should probably have to take the awards away they should probably take the awards Ar- away arrest, right arrest the human Right? Yeah, or something. They should probably... And the guy is Bob Baffert. He's like a Hall of Fame, really, really famous horse trainer. This makes you wonder, like you said, like, was Seabiscuit juicing? Were all these other horses juicing? Maybe, like, this guy Bob Baffert is super famous. Maybe he's been juicing up all his horses, like, the whole time. 
Yeah. I feel like you got to take away the trophies. When you said what's the next step, my mind immediately went to what other animals can we give steroids? (laughs) (laughs) Like a frog on steroids would be... Sick. A frog on steroids? Yeah, imagine a frog that could just jump like 20 feet into the air. Sick. You know, it'd be terrifying and like also like weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. Like um, house centipedes on steroids. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that would... Like, set a box of them outside of your enemy's house. <laughs> yeah. I, man. And, and the crazy thing too when you go with the horse racing is like, People, uh, like, when horses get injured, like, really badly, you know, they, like, kill them, usually. Right. Glue. They... What? I said glue. What do you mean glue? Glue factories. Oh, and then they turn them into right. glue? Yeah, they send the old horse to glue factory. So, is glue made of horses? I think the hooves. I thought that was j- uh, jello. I guess a little bit of everything. Yeah. Huh. Look it up. Send the horse to the glue factory. That's a classic saying. Yeah. Can Maybe you can trademark that. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I made. I made. I mean, I. To the glue factory. I haven't heard of it before, so in my mind, you did make it up. <laughs> Perfect. Now, you said you didn't, Kristen, really like horseback ride or anything. Did you mm-hmm. uh, have any sports that you were into as a child? Um, I played soccer for. Seven years. Oh wow! You had a little career going, but I didn't watch any soccer no, matches when we were forced to. <laughs> what would your team be like? Forced to watch matches together? Like when we'd go on like retreats or like the retreat, we have to watch like the nineteen ninety six like women's World Cup. Oh wow! This was serious. You went on retreats and stuff. I never had any team like with one. Wow. Well, again, you know, my fancy private school upbringing. So you played for the Burke team, or was it like a yeah, terrible team? Yeah, I did. I played for the Burke team. Well, we're talking to a varsity athlete here. Yeah, I actually, I was captain senior year. Okay. Not for my skill level, for my leadership Le- skill level. Yeah. Did you have yeah. any sort of pep talks you would give the team, or sort of things you guys you would do to rile the team up as a captain? I'd be like, I smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and they'd be like, thank you for sharing your cigarettes. Cigarettes on like, three. <laughs> now let's go out there and do it. Um, now I I don't, I just remember just trying to just like, you know, come on guys, you know, we're the third worst in the PVAC. We're not the worst. Yeah, could be worse. Um, go out there, foul them, make it look like mistakes. Did you guys play dirty? Were you guys a dirty team? I, I played dirty for sure. You did. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was really, why you were captain. Yeah. I was really good at, at fouling girls and making it look like just us You just tripped over each other Yeah. Like, whoopsie. <laughs> um, was it a team vote on the captain or was it like an appointed um, thing? Um, n- no, because there was actually four of us, and you know the school was so small that there were there were only four seniors on the team. Yeah. So the coach was like, "I can't choose," you know. Oh, so you guys all got to be captains? Yeah, it was so stupid. It should have it should have been me. Of course, it should have been you. So do you think? Do you and think, one other person. Yeah, it could have been like <laughs> co-captains. Yeah, exactly. So you're pretty confident then, like if there would have been an election or something with the team, you would have you would have been Absolutely. a Absolutely. 
Hands down. Damn, so it sounds like you got robbed. Yeah, I did. I, you know, I, I didn't get robbed because I still had what I wanted, but I was just, it was just over, overly shared. Yeah, you had you to know. share it with somebody else. That's not Yeah. Fun. Sharing's not fun. Yeah, what yeah. position did you normally play? Um, Left wing. Left wing. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of a Landon Donovan type? Whoever that may be. <laughs> nah, 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 you're sounds not. Like, you're way cooler than um, Landon Donovan. I'm, that's um, not, you're not. I'm like messy. Yeah, you're more like messy. That's kind of what I yeah, thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so. Mia Ham, even. Mia. Oh, uh, yeah, you're more like Mia Ham, actually. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. So, I'm sorry that um, your team sucked. <laughs> that sounded rough, but it seems like you kept a great attitude. Um, always. Another team that really sucks, but that's been keeping a great attitude, is the, the University of Akron football team. <laughs> now, actually, is it University of Akron or Akron University? I just want to make sure because, you know, I just don't want to mis, mis, yeah. misname these guys. Uh, they do have a really cool mascot. They're called the Zips. What is that? Zip, uh... It's just more of an onomatopoeia, right? Is that the are those words that? Oh, it's University yeah. of Akron. Did I say that? University of Akron is an onomatopoeia is a word that describes a sound. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, but I no. I think it's also supposed to be because like something about the history of flight started. Maybe the Wright brothers were from Akron or something. Um. Zips. Really cool. Really cool name. But what they've started doing, Kristen, and maybe this could have motivated your team, they have a giant <laughs> number two pencil that they have as like a little trophy. And if any of the players on their team make a really big play during the game, they like let them hold the pencil, basically. It's like it's like three or four feet long, and they just let them kind of just like pose what? with the pencil. <laughs> Is the pencil the mascot? No, the pencil is like a little side perk. So this, uh, just, I'll give you (laughs) a little context. Okay. Because last year, the University of Miami started a thing where if any of their guys made a big play, they would give them like a big like Cuban links chain to wear, but not like for the rest of their lives or even the day. Like you just literally wear it for like five seconds, like, ah, yeah. And then all your teammates just like, just kind of just jump around you. And then you get to be on TV because I think that's part of it. You know, you're going to be on TV because you're holding this ridiculous thing. So Akron kind of copycatted. Uh, Miami, and they got this giant pencil, which you're right, it doesn't have anything to do with their mascot, which is the Zips, or football, but they said it's because we're writing our own story, which is... Which is pretty corny because they're like, yeah, we know our team normally sucks, but this year we're writing our own story from scratch. That's why we need a pencil. Wow. Do you think... Your team now. Now this is a team that's only won more games than they've lost once since two thousand and six. So they're used to getting smacked all over the place. Do you think a giant pencil would have maybe motivated you, ladies of the Burke? Uh, what lords? What was Burke's? <laughs> the Bengals. The Burke Bengals. Why did the I say Burke lords? Lord. <laughs> 
Uh, a lot of drug angry. lords went there. So, do you think the Bengals would have been encouraged by? Do you think some sort of a motivational tool like this, a giant pencil, could have turned them up? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, maybe like a giant laptop, because that's a little more realistic now. You know. Well, you don't get. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> where is the writing? Would happen. Yeah, but you know, um, you don't get to keep it. It's more like symbolic. It's really you just get to hold it for a couple yeah. minutes. I I just can think of like so many better things like. So you just think it's a, do you think it's a dumb tactic or do you think they just should have come up with a better like trophy? It's not a dumb tactic. It's definitely not a dumb tactic. I think that you know it hypes everybody up and is and encourages like you know like I'm gonna get to hold the <laughs> not pencil. <laughs> Maybe Woo! it was like a puppy or something. Yeah, some kind of I don't even. I was just like, anything's better than that. Uh, <laughs> Anything is better than a pencil. And when I saw this story come out, I was like, well, maybe this is why y'all are some shit. Because y'all are letting the guys hold a fucking pencil when they, like, score. That's not really, like, that exciting. Like, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. know if that's going to turn it around here. What about, um, I don't know, a trophy? A trophy <laughs> would be good. But, you don't, you know, it's like you, you don't want people to just think they get a trophy for everything. You got to earn it at yeah, the end of the true. year. That's true, true. Uh, what big object would be? Maybe something uh, funny. Um, maybe like, well, I guess the giant pencil is funny, but maybe just like a huge, a plush stack of money, just like a yeah, state. that would be good. Yeah, but then also that promotes capitalism. Yeah, maybe yeah, just like an oversized sort of donut floaty or something. Yeah, just something a, funny. A pizza slice. A pizza slice could be good. You know, maybe maybe the pencil is the. Is the answer. Well, I think it's because the coaches are like, well, we're at school. Uh, you know, let's, keep it, <laughs> let's keep it classy, pencil. We're not paying these guys. We're not paying these guys, which maybe they should. There, There's a bill actually now in California, your new home state, that is saying <laughs> that college athletes can get compensated if they want to do like promotional things like film a commercial or something. Which oh. I think makes sense. It's like you're already famous. You should be able to make money off your likeness. Like if you're a great singer in college or if you're a great actor or chef or whatever, you can start making money when you're in college. Right. You don't have to wait until you graduate. But one gentleman by the name of Tim Tebow, who's a <laughs> – uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a, I've heard his name. Uh, he's a, he uh, was a college football legend. He's also a evangelical – yeah, legend. famous Christian. <laughs> yeah. Famous Christian. Um, he was like, how dare they? How dare they? You do it for the love of your school. What the hell is wrong with this? <laughs> do you think what? that Do you think that was just uh, God speaking through him? Or do you think Tim Tebow's taking a little too far? What do that you think? That was definitely the Dark Lord coming out. Yeah, uh, it was like Lord Voldemort coming through. If anything, yeah. I don't know about his upbringing, but I can only assume that it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> money what the hell do these guys want money for <laughs> you do it because you love it <laughs> well Kristen. Speaking of doing it because they love it, last year a trend that a lot of people loved in the NBA was that, of course, 
something traditional we've always seen are uh, headbands, sweatbands on your head for for, mm-hmm. for for basketball guys, as you said. You said. Um, this past season, they started doing ninja hair ties, where like it wasn't just a headband; it was like tied in the back. Oh. Um, it became really popular. A couple guys started to do it, do it, and then a couple guys were like, "Oh shit, Jared has one." Oh shit, like D'Angelo has one? And then soon enough, like everybody was getting them. Um, with like these little hair ties and like not hair tie, but it's like you tie it in the back. Like they call yeah. them like the ninja head wraps or whatever, but it really is just like a headband. Now this off season, they decided to ban it. No longer allowed to wear those this season. Do you think they should let guys wear different accessories and stuff on the court? Or do you think there's like a certain something should be said of like all the uniforms should be, you know, uniform and not not have too much variation? Yeah, I feel like maybe it was a good call just because um, when you create a distraction, Mm -hmm. you know, from from the uniform, Mm -hmm. it in turn becomes less uniformed. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something really powerful about um, a good team and everybody looking the same. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite bands of all times, of all time, the Hives once said they all dress alike because it makes them sound better. That's dope. I thought you were going to say Insane Clown Posse. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they also wear black and white. They dress basically alike as well. They yeah, kind of have a yeah, uniform. Yeah. Well, that's why the the juggalos are so powerful because they have, even though they're, I guess they do have different variations of the clown makeup that you can put on, but mm-hmm. as a whole, you just like it, you get the message. You know, if if the whole team had some variation of the sweatband, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. That, yeah, if everybody was wearing one in the first place, you know. Yeah. You know, so like this. Yeah, absolutely. And this, so at first, I thought it was really cool when I started seeing guys wearing them because I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I didn't even know this was allowed. These guys are kind of being creative and it still basically looks like this, the headband that they would normally wear, just kind of like a little twist on it. But then once more and more guys started copying it, I was like, this is kind of lame. And I think <laughs> this is like, just because with the whole like drip you know, drip uh, culture, whatever that we have. I, you know, <laughs> fashion. I know we're really into fashion. I like, I like, I can't really point fingers. I have like a, I need to stop myself from buying new pairs of shoes. So I know, <laughs> like, like, I like, I'm a part of the capitalist machine as well. But just something that kind of grinds my gears is when people are like, oh, drip, drip. And it's like, you are literally wearing the same sweater that I've seen 90 other people also wear on Instagram. To me, that is not like drip. If you literally copy somebody else's outfit and it's not just whatever, it's not fashion, it's not like style creative or whatever. Like, I just feel like that's really corny. Um, Yeah, it's kind of like how like Supreme definitely doesn't hold the same you know, power and value didn't its logo like five, six years ago. Yeah. And because everybody had to have it and everybody had it. And now it's over. And now it becomes like corny. Right. Yeah. And I think that's something where like counterculture now or like hipster culture, whatever you want to call it is like mainstream culture. 
Yeah. Where it's now it's like mainstream basic ass dudes wear like skinny jeans and whatever and like band t-shirts or what like what used to be like oh that's alternative now everybody wears like tie-dye they they sell that shit at like the gap yeah right so how can so how can we still be cutting edge and like alternative and like march against the you know flow of like society when like people are all like being you know what I'm saying? The new norm is being, like, unique, but, like, everybody's unique in the same way. Yeah. So everybody just has, like, it's, like, some really sick tattoos, you know, and just not the same ones. But see, that's the thing, too, is, like, now <laughs> even the... So, like, the sleeve tattoo, that used to be, like, yo, I'm my own man or woman, this is my own look. But now, like, the sleeve tattoo is basically, like, mainstream... Yeah, now we got the face tats. Now it's like soon enough, like you're going to be like, oh, you don't have a face tat? Well, come back to the job interview next week and get a little something. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be rejected from a job for not having a face tattoo. Maybe That's like the like, Juggalo uh, <laughs> the Juggalo board, executive board or something. <laughs> no. How I, I I don't know. I guess this is just something I'm struggling with because it's so hard to know like – Maybe this person legit just did find a sweater by themselves and didn't see anybody else wearing it. But, like, there's this one specific Gucci sweater that is, like, red and green and yellow. It's, like, a square in the middle of the chest that, like, every mm-hmm. single NBA player has. And whenever any of them post, like, I basically follow, like, every athlete that I can. So anytime <laughs> any of them posts a picture of themselves in the sweater. Like, why are you wearing the same sweater? I'm like, everyone has a sweater. And some of the guys, and, like, their friends are always like, damn, fire, bro, fire, styling, dripping, whatever. But it's like, it's not, it's hard. It's hard to be avant-garde because like avant-garde is like the mainstream now in a way. In a way. Yeah. I guess that's why people are going back to like normcore, right? Yeah, I don't even still even like, really know what that is. <laughs> like Seinfeld essentially, like just like the characters on Seinfeld. So do you think that's why people are doing that? It's like, okay, now y'all basic ass people are dressing like us. Now we're going to go back and wear khakis and like yeah. pleated pants and shit. Yeah, that kind of makes me sad about the sweaters, though, just because, like, you know, there's so many cool designers that are, that exist or are beginning to exist Mm -hmm. that could make just as trendy, if not cooler things. Mm -hmm. But these guys just feel the peer pressure to continue getting the same old thing. Yeah, and that's not, like, that's not personality. If you're just, like, copying whatever, the music, the clothes, whatever, you know, the things that everybody yeah. else likes, that's not that's not thinking for yourself. Before we move on, do you think, like you were saying, like, do you think dressing like Seinfeld or whatever, is that a good, like, answer to it? Is that, like, a good way to handle it? Y'all are coming on our corner in terms of, having tattoos and and wearing all black or whatever and wearing beanies or whatever so now we're gonna push back and like wear what like our dads wear or whatever are our our alternative whatever quote unquote people you know like are they being like duped into wearing like clothes that now are corny again or now are like khaki pleated khakis cool again like where do you fall on this you know, I love a simple look. Mm-hmm. 
So if we had to evolve back into a norm core society mm-hmm. where we're all wearing Elaine-esque sweaters, fine by me. You'd be down. Who would yeah, you say are your comfortable? You're you you like to be comfortable. Yeah. So who would you say are your fashion sort of uh, role models? I know you're your own woman, so I'm sure I know you don't copy anyone. But are there any people who you're like, yeah, I fuck with that? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But that's honestly better because this, yeah. see, uh, everyone learn a lesson from Kristen. She doesn't even <laughs> fucking know who she's copying because she's not copying anyone. Okay, yeah, it was like- a trick question. It was a trick question. <laughs> I'm like, whatever's on sale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just like bright bright colors and fun patterns. Bright colors, fun patterns, and whatever's on and sale. And comfort. Yeah, those those are my That's a great that's a great recipe to keep you happy and healthy. Yeah. Like well not healthy. Well, Oh, shout out to the theme music, Walter Wanderley. Hell yeah. Shout out. <laughs> All right, so our next story brings us to Texas A&M University, where the College uh, Athletic Museum was recently robbed. <laughs> uh, there was a jersey, a uniform on display from a gentleman named Johnny Manziel. They called him Johnny Football. He was a Heisman winner. He was a college legend, and he was really uh, famous at the University of at, at Texas A and M University. He's a legend there, and they had his jersey on display at the museum. It was stolen from the museum. This has been a huge heist. Now, obviously, the museum security was not that strong. If somebody was able to get in the case, because. They didn't just get the jersey. They got the whole fucking mannequin <laughs> that the jersey was on. So, obviously, everyone who works there needs to lose their jobs immediately if you can't what, you can't protect a mannequin from getting removed from the, from the premises. Do you think this was an inside job? Because I'm starting to think this must be an inside job. How did, how did like, nobody see a mannequin get removed from a museum? I'm like, didn't Matthew McConaughey just start working there? Uh, University of Texas. Oh. Whoops. Well, I don't know if he started working there, but that's where he went. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Longhorns. So. Um, yeah, wrong Texas University. It's all right. Um, that is very strange, um, but also in their defense, I can't ever imagine people needing a reason to heighten security. <laughs> At a sports museum <laughs> on a college campus. I guess they do, though. You know, I feel like maybe, you know, stealing important college athlete mannequins will be the new serial killing. You know, yeah. Maybe this is a good thing. It seems like it is. I think it just shows how everyone in Texas is really obsessed. I want to be, be famous in a new way. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm going to steal that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really show it to people or you can't really sell it on eBay. That's the thing because then people know 
like it would be like if you steal like a Van Gogh painting, you can't sell it because you can't make money off of it because then you get caught, right? And you can't put yeah. it up in your house because then your friends will be like, "Yo, where did you get that?" And you're like, "Oh, it's a print. It's just a print." Also, like, what is just a print? What is the, like? Is there a black market of college football? Or I guess there a must. Black market. There must be a football black market. I guess if he if he thought it was stolen. I mean, it was valued at about nine hundred dollars. I guess, which seems a little bit high to me. But I guess if somebody's obsessed with the guy, they might spend thousands of dollars on it. It seems yeah, like a waste. Just to smell that jersey. Just to smell it. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Now that we know this is possible, Kristen, if you could steal any museum item and knew you wouldn't get caught, do you have anything in mind that you might want to go after? Um, it would probably be like like an original storyboard panel from one of the first episodes of Scooby Doo. Oh wow. Are yeah. you a big Scooby Scooby head? Oh yeah, for whatever reason. Can't explain why. Love Scooby. You know, the 50th anniversary was just the other week. It was. Yeah, I'm hype on that stuff. It was on the full moon, actually, on Friday the 13th. Damn, Kristen, I blew it. I was just at this <laughs> antique store um, a couple weeks ago, and I saw the Scooby-Doo book that was legit, like, 40 years old. Like, 44. And... And Ariana was like, we don't even like Scooby-Doo. Why would you buy this? And I was like, yo, this Scooby-Doo book is from 1978. Like, what the fuck? And I just wish I would have known because I would have fucking gotten it for you. Yeah, I would have loved that. Damn, I'm blown. I wouldn't have even had to, uh, you know, steal it from some weird cartoon museum. No, you wouldn't have to steal it at all. So Scooby was a book before it was a show? Uh, No, it was was a show. show. They just made a lot of books. Uh, 1969, September 13th was... The first wow airing episode. I guess it makes sense because it's kind of a spooky show. Yeah. What was? The, do you remember the first episode? Excuse me. Um, it's actually about um a missing item from a museum. Ooh, spooky! Um, it's a night a night um statue that comes alive, and oh. it's it was a distraction from like some college professor trying to steal or like some scholar trying to steal something from the museum to sell it like jewels or something. Uh, yeah. Wow. So what do you think got you so into Scooby just as a kid, you started watching it a lot and then you just always been attached to it or did this come later in life? Or? Yeah. Like I love a good mystery. Um, I think also as a child, like I thought uh, Shaggy was really hot. You know, yeah. you know, Velma was a smart woman. She is. Daphne was a fashionista. Fred was strong. Scooby was goofy. Um, it was just a great, you know, weird family dynamic. Yeah, that so maybe this group of friends had. Maybe Velma was your fashion icon. Wait, is that the one who said? Maybe I think you know what I really um, I love the color palette that the series. Ten, tends to have in general. Yeah. So I guess yeah. We found it. Yeah. So do, you, do. Are you still <laughs> are you still holding out for Shaggy or or have you kind of moved on? That was just a teenage crush. I've or? definitely moved on. Um, I think definitely during my teenage years, like guys that had Shaggy vibes were like my jam. You know. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, do you still like uh, dumb, skinny stoners with dogs? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> he is a stoner, right? I mean, I feel oh, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the in the new... Um, the new versions of the show, they definitely don't. They're they're definitely lacking the stoner um, nods that the, oh, the, the original, yeah. The so the first one, seventies version. So the first st- one, if I remember correctly, like it's not that subtle. Like, I mean, there's like hints that are clearly dropped, there's, right? There's a kitchen scene in most all of the episodes where. Scooby and Shaggy find the kitchen and find a bunch of ingredients to make usually like crazy club sandwiches. So munchies, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, super mm-hmm. munchies. And then, you know, everybody's always separated. So it's just like, you know, Daphne and Fred are having sex. Velma's actually trying to solve the mystery. And Scooby and Shaggy are getting high and eating. Mm. Does yeah. it seem like a show where, you know what I hate on shows is where it seems like the friends wouldn't be friends. You know, like, and I'm not trying to say yeah. this is true about this show. I'm just, because you, you tell me, you know way more about it. But, like, there's some shows where it's like, you guys are not friends. You guys are obviously not friends. Like, there's a new show. With, what's the woman with the, Zoe, uh, with the bangs? Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, New Girl. Yeah, where it's like, that show, like, when they showed the commercial, it was like, why would these people all be why friends with Zoe friends? Deschanel? They definitely have a breakfast club type of feeling to the friend group. Like, oh, maybe they all met in detention. <laughs> But I got in trouble for smoking weed. So do you think with, so I guess, so like Fred and Vilma are pretty like, wait, oh no, Fred and Daphne, that's the couple, right? Yeah. They're pretty like straight edge type, like preppy, right? Yeah, well, they're definitely like, you know, Fred seems like he'd be on the football team and Daphne seems like head cheerleader type stuff. Um, th- you know, but those end up usually being like the worst people behind the scenes. So yeah, why do you think they're friends with Shaggy, the kind of fuck up guy who lives in the van with his dog? Does yeah, he, does he live in the van? Yeah, right. Well, they're supposed to be like seniors in high school during the first um, season. Yeah, the uh, very first season. Yeah, yeah. But what's really cool they're doing now? The, uh, the newest show is called Scooby Doing Guess Who. Um, which is a new version of like the Scooby-Doo movies, which they had in the seventies where they'd have like, like the mamas and the papas or the Adams family or Sonny and Cher were on an episode. Yeah. Um, so they just brought it back and they're doing like celebrities that exist now. And, uh, Chris Paul was actually on the first episode. Like he like, Uh, like live Chris Paul or cartoon Chris Paul? Well, Chris Paul was drawn. Oh, yeah, and then he did a voice of himself. Yeah, the voice of himself. I don't even remember what the mystery they're solving was, but... Um, I mean, that's how I found out about, like, the freaking Harlem Globetrotters. Was really? <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. That's really dope. I didn't realize they were doing that. I'll have to check out Chris Paul on there. I guess it's like... Scooby- I'll give you my boomerang login. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel. I guess Scooby really is, like, a big brand where it's, like, for even if you're, like, a big superstar, have a... Whatever, have a, a big album or whatever NBA player, whatever it might be. It's still like, well, Scooby's like a big brand too. It's not yeah, like everybody knows that. it. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, but like, just back to my, do you think Fred? Like, what's the connection between Shaggy <laughs> and the the Fred and Daphne crew? Like, they seem like the type who like wouldn't invite him to the party. 
Well, they would invite him because he has the drug connects. Oh, he's the know? plug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy's the plug. Velma does their homework. You know? Oh. Yeah. This is just the doggy dog. And then Vilma's supposed to be kind of like a Pam, uh, Pam type character where she's like secretly sexy, but like doesn't know it yet, right? Yeah, my, and my least favorite um, Scooby Doo creations. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, it was called Mystery Inc. I think it came out in like 2010 or something. But that version of Scooby Doo had um, Velma and Shaggy date, which I've never agreed with. Yeah, it seems like they're just trying to pigeonhole that one in just to yeah, make it simple. Yeah, it's just right? like, oh, they're together, they're together. And then, like, Scooby feels left out, and that's a big, like, plot of the episode. And it's just like, like, if I wanted to watch Friends, <laughs> I'd be watching Friends. <laughs> we don't, yeah, it's it supposed to be like a romance. It's supposed to be a goofy <laughs> mystery show. Yeah, I'm here for the freaking mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's gotten wrong with all these soft... 2019 kids, they can't have any mysteries. They just need – mysteries <laughs> are too controversial, huh? Everybody's got to be all uh, – what do they call them? <laughs> Everybody's so overprotective of their kids, they can't even watch a mystery these days. What's yeah, wrong with society? Let them solve the mysteries. Speaking of a huge mystery that was recently solved, the Cleveland Browns, Kristen, (laughs) they banned a fan from ever returning to their stadium. The only problem was it was the wrong fan. Now, a gentleman by the name of Eric Smith, he goes by uh, at the Bearded DJ on Twitter, uh, wrote, I legit just got a letter from the Browns telling me I've been banned from the stadium for throwing beer in Logan Ryan's face on Sunday. I'm fairly certain I haven't even been to a game since 2010. They actually... (laughs) He was actually DJing a party last night, uh, that night. As I said, he goes by the bearded DJ, and he was DJing a wedding that same night. So they basically, <laughs> they found a, a photo of a bearded redheaded guy who threw a beer at this fan. They saw this other bearded redheaded guy, I guess, on Twitter or something. I don't know how they decided it was him. Like, that seems like a big rush to judgment. uh, The Browns said, our investigation of the fan incident on Sunday remains ongoing. While we are continuing to gather information and have been in contact with multiple people as a part of the process, we have not explicitly identified the individual involved or taken any formal action. How do you even think they did that? Do you think they just, like, screenshotted the guy throwing the beer and then were like, everybody text me if you know this guy? Like, how do you think they would even go about that? And, like, maybe uh, Facebook, you know? Like facial recognition or something? Yeah, that all that technology. And, you know. But it's like, it's Cleveland. How many like sort of husky... <laughs> <laughs> how many like sort of husky bearded white guys are there? Like probably like 90% of the people at the game. The population there, yeah. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> I mean, what a... So... Look, it's possible. This goes back to the heist thing. Like, maybe the guy, maybe it was like an elaborate thing where the guy had somebody who looked just like him in his place mm-hmm. and went to the game and went. It also could be, did you ever see the movie The Prestige? I did not. 
Well, I'm about to spoil it. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, spoil it. Uh, you should still watch it just because it's funny. But it's got two really awesome actors, Hugh Jackman and, uh, man, the other guy who played... Oh my god, how is this not... It's gonna come to my... But anyway, it's about, like, the whole movie, The Prestige, is about... Oh, Russell, um... Crowe? Yes, Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. Like, two super famous actors who are, like, dueling magicians who have, like, a huge beef that lasts, like, their entire careers. (laughs) And both of them are trying to, like, murder each other eventually with magic. But rather than just, like, running up and just just pulling trigger on somebody or just trying to stab them or push them off a balcony or something, they are, like, only wanting to kill them, like, with their craft and use magic to kill each other. (laughs) Who wins? (laughs) Who does? I think Hugh Jackman wins in the end. Oh, yeah, because this is kind of part of the twist at the end. It turns out the whole time one of them, like, has, like, an identical twin who has been, like, helping him do his tricks. So whenever you think, like, oh, shit, he got locked in the cage or whatever, and then his twin comes out. Or, oh, my God. So it's kind of like, this is a kind of a cop-out. Like, the whole time he just had a twin? That's how yeah. he was doing all the tricks? A Shyamalan twist. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was wondering if maybe that that happened. I guess the reason I thought the movie was soft, even though... Like, it is super highly rated, and a lot of people are like, this is one of the American classics or whatever. Like, I just kind of think, like, uh, it's Christopher Nolan did it. Like, like, people really, it's like, for some reason, it's like a legendary movie. I just thought it was soft because it was like, why doesn't one of the guys just, like, stab the other guy? (laughs) (laughs) With a chain! (laughs) (laughs) But then it's always like, but I I made myself invisible at the last moment when they were supposed to get poisoned or something. Um... Like, obviously now, this fan's probably never going to go back to see well, any more Cleveland. Are they rewarding him? Oh, shit, run? I was wrong. It was not Russell Crowe. It was um Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. So Christian Bale was the one. Who lives. Who, Hugh Jackman I actually think he dies. Mm. Or they, I forget. And then they're both fighting over Scarlett Johansson as, like, their girlfriend. So it's, like, a really famous cast. Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they should give him free tickets, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, if you're going to hype it up and give it this much pu- publicity, like, you better come through. Because yeah. you can see them for defamation, you know? Yeah, he definitely can. He definitely can. It's also, I still wonder about the process. Like, they have, like, a grainy-ass screenshot of uh, of somebody sitting in the stands. Like, it's really hard to go back and find out who it was. Like, this isn't the police. This is the Cleveland Browns. Like, I don't know how you go about finding somebody like this. Like, I don't know. Maybe they have some security that I that's over my head that I'm not aware of. I want to see this fan. The, the, the film also has Michael Caine and D- David Bowie in it. So it has like a what? real star. It has like an all-star cast. David Bowie as Nikola Tesla. Uh... It's got a hot cast, but um, it just reminded me of that when the guy was, um, the guy, I mean, they they thought it was the same exact guy. Like, I don't know. I, 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 the thing is the guy did have a perfect alibi, the bearded DJ. He was did at he pictures from the wedding. He was at the wedding Wednesday night. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he, he had it locked up. And then if you see the picture too, uh, doesn't even look that much like the guy. Like, he looks... Like, like I said, he is a, like, semi-husky bearded white guy with, like, red 
redheaded guy, but um, it's not him. It's definitely not what him. If, what if he hired a lookalike? To make it to seem do, like it was him. To do this, who doesn't like the Browns. Mm. And he wanted to get tickets. He just hasn't wanted to, you know, like, spend the 50 bucks mm-hmm. to return to mm-hmm. the stadium. So he made this elaborate scheme to hire a lookalike to throw it, to be contacted, to receive free tickets for life, maybe, even. Yeah, and now his DJ business is probably blowing up. Exactly. Now that people know about him. Like, they're like, oh, shit, he was at a wedding. My, like, my wedding's coming up. <laughs> oh, perfect. Get this guy for my wedding. But do you think that's appropriate, like, for somebody who throws a beer on a player to be uh, banned from ever coming back? Do you think that's a good punishment if, if they get the right person? I don't do think th- that that should be a thing. I feel like they should just, you know, like, spend the night in jail or something. So you, you know? think the guy should be allowed to throw throw beer and maybe popcorn mm-hmm. or a hot dog at the players if they come close enough? You know, not beer, just because... Or wait, was it um was it out of a plastic cup? Yeah, it wasn't a bottle. It was uh, oh. yeah, it wasn't a beer bottle. It was plastic. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's stupid when people do that stuff, but like, I don't know for life. Yeah, maybe one day jail for a night. I'm like for the Browns. <laughs> well, even you know the Browns suck. <laughs> I'm like I dated a guy from Pittsburgh for a while. So. Oh wow, well, he yeah. was a Steelers fan, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Do you have any doppelgangers? People who are people who have confused you for other people ever? Um, I haven't seen. Um, you haven't seen anybody who, who matches. Yeah, them. I've had people come up to me and, and be like Simone, and I'm like, no. Um, my friends in New Orleans used to say that I looked like Wanda Sykes when I was walking around the house in a big T-shirt. That's probably. Uh, the most offensive <laughs> thing that's ever been said to me. Now, uh, one of Sykes isn't um, an unattractive person by any means, but um, I guess I was mostly offended because we do have similar profiles um, from the side. Uh, I guess <laughs> from the side, I guess, I guess from the side, I can st- a little bit more. I still, <laughs> I still don't know if I totally see it. Yeah, no. I have a thing where, for some reason, everybody thinks they recognize me from somewhere, and I'd say it's a blessing and a curse. Like, Has I did, it ever benefited you? Not directly, so I guess it's mm. more of a curse. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have, I like, I have one of those, I don't know what it is about my face, but people all the time are like, I think I've met you before. And yeah. then either I have a terrible memory and have to be like, no, I don't remember meeting you. Or, but a lot of times it's like, no, we definitely haven't met. But people are like, yeah, we have. They're like, yeah, yeah, Pff, Terry's housewarming. And I'm like, I don't know her. <laughs> you know, Terry's house. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I wasn't there. And they're like, I did have someone the, the other night be like, you went to Cal Arts, didn't you? And I almost wanted to be like, yeah, Matt. <laughs> Sometimes you just roll with it, right? I remember you. Yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, Matt was he white? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I um, <laughs> no, but I've I've gotten a lot of weird ones. Like uh, I've gotten uh, I've gotten Vince Vaughn before. What? Which I was like, where's this from? I've gotten Johnny Knoxville before. That's wild. Uh, 
I'm not even trying to remember. Like, I just get some strange ones where I'm like, what is this even? Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, but I have some weird ones. People think I look like everybody. I think I just have one of those malleable faces where it's like the room of re- requirement or whatever. Like, you, I look like whatever you think I'm going to look like type thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you want me to look like. Um, Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta. You know who that is? Yeah, he um, <laughs> he recently did a Chantix commercial. For yeah, he's old- smoking. Yeah, I don't. I hope. I hope they didn't mean modern day Ray Liotta because he's like <laughs> seventy. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can just try to figure out a way to just use it to your to your benefit and to your. But uh, it has probably when you're his son, and they'll be like, "Oh, I see it. What can I get for you?" Oh yeah, it's a good point. Oh, you really could be anybody's son, as long as I mean, you don't have to look exactly like them, you know. <laughs> I guess people, people believe you better if you do, though. I'm Open Family. We all know that there's something we have to do every single show before we say goodbye. That is to recognize our Mask Off Performer of the Week. This goes to somebody who has taken their mask off and revealed something new about themselves this week. Doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be bad, just means that they've revealed something new. This segment is an honor for and a shout out to the one and only Future. Thank you so much, Future, for uh, everything you've done for us. Mask on, fuck it, mask on, Mask off, fuck it, mask off. This is our mask off performer of the week, Nick Saban. He's the coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and they have been dominating college football the last couple years, but that's not what we're about to talk about. It has just revealed that coach Nick Saban is a huge fan of D's Nuts jokes. (laughs) Now, he had a a young man named Josh Jacobs who played for him last year at the University of Alabama. And now Josh is a pro. He plays for the Oakland Raiders. So he's allowed to say whatever he wants. He's not like beholden to follow and listen to his college coaches, whatever. And he's a grown man, obviously. He's an independent man. So he was doing an interview. They asked him like, hey, what's a funny story you have from college for playing in Alabama? And he was saying how funny the coach was. And he said that he used to love these nuts jokes. And he said, one day I caught like five passes in a row. And he was like, hey, Josh, if you want to hold all those balls, why don't you hold these? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and let's just, uh, this this is a 67-year-old guy. Who's making these jokes? And even the the young man who uh, Josh Jacobs, who, who who had been joked about when he was like, "If you want to catch those balls, I'll catch these or whatever." Um, he was like twenty years old, and he still kind of was like, "Yeah, I hadn't even heard of one of those jokes for like a long time since I was like a kid." <laughs> um, like, what's your take on this? You were obviously a leader on your athletic uh, career for, for as you mentioned for the Bengals, like. What, what would you lead with humor or would you lead with fear? Is it okay for the coach who's supposed to be like a leader and a mentor to these guys to be saying like, if you want to catch a ball, catch these, or or is that uh, crossing the line? I don't think it's that inappropriate unless you're, um, you know, who was that uh, bad coach 
<laughs> There's been a couple, I hate to say. Oh, oh you mean the one... The one who had the statue that no longer has the statue. Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he I definitely think, can't say that, no. Yeah, I feel like in lieu of those things, it's a little like, eh, like, let's not talk about, like, insinuate me holding your balls at all. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I guess other coaches kind of, you know, relate to their pupils through dance moves. I feel, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you see, like, coaches hit dabs and stuff. and Just so their guys like it, thing, yeah. Yeah, like, um, I feel like that is a a youthful, playful way to, to to connect with the player. So you think you're just trying to have a youthful way to, like, connect with them on their level or something? Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd never be like, if I was coaching some kids or even, like, adults, I wouldn't be like, look at those titties, you know? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> well, but I think part of it what's hard is – it's jokes are more fun when both people can participate and kind of riff back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a power dynamic here where if Coach Saban, who's a sixty-seven-year-old guy, is like, "Hey, Josh, why don't you hold these nuts?" Like, Josh can't come back and be like, "Hold these nuts, Coach," because yeah. he might get like the coach might get offended. So, yeah, or like, what if he doesn't think it's funny and doesn't laugh? Then like, let's <laughs> exactly. And even he, like, I know the coach is like, "This is what the kids like," but it's like even he was like, "Yeah, I'm not like 12. I'm I'm 20." <laughs> you know, like, there's a difference. <laughs> I do feel like it's a little pushing it, though, because you're supposed to, you know, in college especially, they're always like, we're training these young men to become men. We're teaching them values, all this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what values are you teaching them? Joking about balls or whatever? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like sometimes, though, teachers kind of push or p- teachers, administrators – uh, people in leadership positions sometimes do that as a way to try to connect with their students and make it seem yeah. like I'm young, I'm funny, I'm loose, etc. You know? Yeah. Even you- since the days of Greek scholars. Yeah, ever since <laughs> Aristotle. I feel like Aristotle was making a lot of these nuts jokes, but then they didn't turn out to be jokes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's that like, was- no, seriously, Socrates, do hold you. You need to hold these nuts right away. Or you're not going <laughs> to. No, <laughs> no, I don't know which one was the master and which one was the pupil, but yeah, that that shit went down for sure, right? Yeah, somebody was being blackmailed. Somebody was definitely doing something. Did you ever <laughs> have any uh, teachers or coaches who kind of not crossed the line in that sort of way, like Aristotle did, but just maybe joking about things that you maybe felt like, uh, why are we joking about this? Uh, I think there's there's just like always been flirty teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm like, especially again at my private school. <laughs> mm. Well, you went to uh, a school where they could call teachers the first name, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So we were already like pretty intimate with them. But I remember liking the teachers more that were like, you know, more prone to like make these nuts esque jokes. Yeah. But again, you're younger then, you know, I feel like there's a certain <laughs> professionalism on. A football team, especially one of the most famous college football teams, mm-hmm. with, with arguably the most famous slogan Roll for a college football team. Yeah. Um, 
So. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, I think it's, I just, I didn't know, because the guy is so serious all the time. I feel like now I'm not going to be able to ever watch. Like, the guy's won six championships. He's known for, like, being, like, Darth Vader-esque, like, just super, super intense. But now I feel like I'm just not going to be able to take him serious whenever he's, like, shouting at a guy uh, on the sideline and we can't hear it. We can just see him. I'm like, I might just assume that he's just, like, making a crazy D's nuts joke. Yeah, maybe it's time for him to retire those nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they are. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I, I did. So when I was in high school, we had a gym teacher that uh, had been like a minor league sort of football player. He played for like the arena football league or mm-hmm. something. And one time we were all running laps and he gave us a huge head start. And then he just like chased us all down and like burnt the shit out of us. Like he was way faster than all of us because <laughs> he was still like pretty young. He was probably like, I don't know, in his mid thirties or something. And then we at the end... We were all like at the end of the lap, like, <sighs> like all these like sixteen-year-old guys, and then he was like, "Yeah, back in the day, I would have had all y'all mamas." <laughs> <laughs> and we can't really be like, "Yo, fuck you, coach." You know, like you can't yeah. really say shit because it's like it's not an even playing field. Like comedy is more fun on an even playing field. Like when you can roast and be roasted back and forth. That's yeah. why. When you see, like, a celebrity roast, they always get the chance at the end to roast everybody else. Exactly. It's not fun if it's a one-way street. Yeah, especially if it's an authority. <laughs> especially if it's an authority figure. It's like, they can well, joke. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck your mom, Jimmy. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, really? Your scholarship is taken away. Like, the second that you, you come back and you came with the same joke. Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna have your mom, like, tonight. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, you can't be like, well, coach, I'm I'm going to have Miss Saban in my whatever, like, tonight. No, you can't say that. <laughs> What's Miss Saban? Like? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to. I hate to bring her into it. It's not about you, Miss Saban. I was just using it as, a, as an example. It's I fair. mean, but she is an expert on these nuts. That is true. <laughs> that is very much true. Well, I feel like there's no better way to wrap it up. Uh, Coach Saban, congratulations for being our mascot performer of the week. Kristen, you've been just an incredible guest. Oh. Is there anything you'd like to say to the I'm Open family before you go? Any parting words? Anything you'd like them to know? I don't think that I've ever participated in a Taco Tuesday. You haven't? <laughs> wow. But, you know... Um, you know what? I see a great opportunity for <laughs> for an attentive and ambitious gentleman out there to yeah. try hard, start a Taco Tuesday routine. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's trying to reel me in. <laughs> That'll be one way to start. Or Chipotle yeah, Friday. I'm, I'm more of a Sushi Saturday kind of girl. Okay. Or a Sushi Saturday. Yeah. We can start with I'm one day a week and work your way up. Um, is there anything, do you have any, uh, thing coming up you'd like people to know about any shows or any way people can follow you, uh, or, or keep enjoying your comedy? Well, if you like the sound of my voice, you can follow me. Um, it's at very genuine on Instagram. One word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) also I'm going to be in new Orleans for the entire month of October and we'll be doing plenty of shows there. So if you follow me. On Instagram, I'll be posting about it. Um, you know, keeping it genuine. It's always, always um, 
not quite 100, about 96%, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the official genuine yeah, ratio. Yeah, yeah. I'm not always 100, but I am very genuine. Yeah, and that's why we have you on the show. <laughs> Only genuine guests allowed. That's why this is the I'm Open podcast. Um, y'all heard it here first. New Orleans. Watch out. Look out. Keep your shades open and keep your eyes open and stay open because Kristen will be coming to your city soon. If you're not in New Orleans, you still have a little while to get down there in time to meet Kristen (laughs) (laughs) and check out her shows. You will not regret it. Wow. Wow. I can't wait. Maybe I'll meet you guys down there. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming on the show. And I hope to have you again soon. Let's make it happen again soon. Oh, yes. All right. See ya. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to I'm Open Podcast. We hope you had almost as much fun as we did. Don't forget to tell your friends to listen to the show. Follow us on Instagram at I'm Open underscore pod and give us a rating. Everyone, have a good night and don't forget to stay open. <laughs>